The views and opinions expressed in the following program are those of Coal Investment Group and its staff. Coal Investment Group is a registered investment advisor. Call 262-522-4040. Welcome to the Retirement Clinic with your host, Jeff Kowal, from the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialists. Good morning and welcome to the Retirement Clinic at News Talk 1130 WISN Milwaukee and WIBA Madison. We are joined by your host, Jeff Kowal and Aaron Spitzner from the Kowal Investment Group. Good morning, guys. Good morning, Paul. How are you doing? Great, Aaron. Welcome back. Thank you. Also, welcome to our, we have a new producer, Dave Michaels, stepping in for Spencer. Uh, Dave Michaels, who does everything at the radio station. He even cleans bathrooms. <laughs> That's a joke. He doesn't do bathrooms. <laughs> but he does. He's our, he's our pinch hitter. He does replace paper towels, he says. Hey, Jeff, I got important news that affects many Wisconsinites. Can I pass it along real quickly? Absolutely. We have breaking news. Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers has just been cleared to play tomorrow. Do you guys care? Breaking news on our show. Absolutely. <laughs> and Dave says, in other news, water is wet. Everybody kind of expected him yeah. to play. So he, he's clear to play, and I'm, I assume they're going to start him tomorrow. Now, in other news, retirement talk. Yes. We have a busy, busy show. Indeed we do. End of the year urgency, sense of urgency at the end of the year. We got to talk about that. A uh, number of things we have our well, you know, sexy segment coming up, wealth management and preservation. We That's have right. boss minute. Uh, the boss minute, business owners, savings, and security. Just a little background on the Kowal Investment Group. The retirement specialists, they have locations in Waukesha, Port Washington, Phoenix, Arizona, and Spitzner, your office. Racine. That's right. Highway 20. Easy to find. It's right off the freeway yep. in Racine at the Highway 20 exit. Yep. It's uh, it's pretty convenient. I mean, for if somebody's in Kenosha, Racine, uh, Waterford, Burlington area, South Milwaukee, Franklin, uh, Green Greenfield, Greendale. Illinois. I, yeah, Illinois. You know, I don't get down there much, but all the that road construction's done. The freeway's done. Yeah, it's wide open. Oh, that's awesome. Because you got to be careful, though. <laughs> Why? There's, there's a lot of... A lot of uh, sheriffs on patrol down there. Oh, Paul, that. So, yeah. yeah. Well, they'll just abide by the speed limit, yeah. and you don't have to worry about it. You don't have to it. worry about it, then. Don't speed. I know you'll be in a hurry to get to the office, but... <laughs> Slow yeah. down and be safe. Yeah. So, in, in addition to those uh, locations, uh, Jeff, this show, once a week, then you guys do the market updates uh, in Madison and WIBA, and of course here, five days a week. That's right. Monday through Friday at 3 o'clock news block and 5 o'clock news block on WISN and Mark Belling's show. And at 4.55 on Vicki McKenna's show on WIBA and Madison, we give you one date, one minute on what's going on in the market. Uh, whether it's a corporate earnings reports or government uh, reports that are coming out, they're driving the markets up or down that particular day. Inflation reports, as we've heard lately. Uh, employment reports. Whatever it is. And then we, we'll try to do a little analysis of it and say, so what? How does it apply to you in your life? Then we wrap it up with the Dow, the S&P 500, and tech-heavy NASDAQ. Every day, Monday through Friday, 3 o'clock and 5 o'clock news blocks on WISN Milwaukee and 4.55 on WIBA in Madison. And because we are here live, we can answer any questions that you have. If you hear us talk about something you want to react to, please join the conversation or just call in with any retirement question. The Acunet Mortgage Line is now open 
Call the retirement clinic at 799-1130-414-799-1130. I mentioned your Madison uh, as well, Bob. Uh, Bob. Right, Bob just left the studio. You're Bob's Jeff. a good guy, too. He's a good guy. <laughs> he's, been, he's been on vacation, so we had to give him a little grief there. Welcome back party. But uh, I mentioned Jeff. I should use the proper name here. Um, this show, once a week, you... One questions you want to talk about retirement. Some of the questions that we get are Social Security. We talk about IRAs, conversions, your 401k plan, uh, anything. Estate planning comes into play, insurance, stretch IRAs. So those type of questions are what we address. Uh, and Aaron's going to have a segment later in the show. You have the first topic of the day, Jeff. Well, I want to talk about how Coal Investment Group is uniquely qualified to help you with your retirement planning uh, for 34 years. Uh, retirement planning is the thing that we do. It's not one of the things we do. And you just alluded to it. We address all areas of planning with regard to retirement planning. We address taxes, estate planning, long-term care, and we manage over a billion dollars of assets for our clients. And we always put our clients' interests at first, acting as fiduciaries. Uh, but today I want to talk about the sense of urgency because there are some things that you have to do before the end of the year. This is really a, a pretty good article from um, uh, Kiplinger's that talks about year-end moves to trim your tax bill. Just because you already filed your income tax return for 2020 doesn't mean you're done with taxes for the year. Smart taxpayers think about how to reduce their tax bill all year long. End of the year is a particularly good time to cut next year's tax bill. And it talks about some things that we, we promote all the time. First of all, max out retirement savings accounts. If you haven't retired, contribute as much as you can. If you're still working, you can contribute up to $19,500 for your 401k, an additional $6,000 6500 this year for 401ks, 403b plans. So nineteen five, and your spouse can do that too. Correct. Right? So it's $26,000 this year. Next year it's going up to 20500 so it's 27000 next year. But this year, we're talking about this year, you can still do $26,000 times two. As you mentioned, Paul, it's $52,000. That's a lot of money. Now, some people say, I can't afford that. Jeff, I... It max it max out if you can. If you can, go as high as you possibly can afford. Especially if you're behind on your retirement planning. If you've had mortgages to pay, college educations to pay for, things like that, uh, you may have a little free cash now if the, if uh, you're beyond that, if you're an empty nester. But a lot of times people don't think about that. It's not on the forefront of their mind. We're trying to force it to the forefront that there is a limited opportunity. It must be done by the end of the year for those things. Um, also, you can contribute uh, to IRAs that you'll have a little bit longer till you file your income tax returns. Um, but contributions uh, to IRAs, again, are, are generally deductible. Another thing is pay 2021 taxes with RMDs. This is pretty interesting because this is what we do with a number of our clients. Um, if you don't have taxes withheld from your traditional IRA withdrawals or Social Security benefits, or if your taxable income from interest, dividends, and some other non-wage sources and you wait until December, you could take your required minimum distribution and have 75, 80, 85%, all of it go towards federal and state taxes. So you can pay your taxes from your IRA, have all that money from your required minimum distribution, have all that money go to pay taxes. So you're not going to end up paying penalties um, for under withholdings. So that's a great plan. We do that for a lot of our clients. Again, that's something that we do all the time because we're used to doing it and you know we know what our clients need to do with regard to withholding for federal and state taxes another one that's really good 
Donate with QCDs. If you're in a giving mood, consider using a qualified charitable distribution to donate your IRA funds directly to a charity. But you, seniors have to be 70 and a half years old. They can transfer up to $100,000 directly from a traditional IRA to charity with a QCD without raising their adjusted gross income. Is this something that's urgent in calendar year 2021? Absolutely. Very good point, Paul. That has to be done this year. Qualified charitable distributions. And another thing, required the uh, the age for required minimum distributions is age 72, but qualified charitable distributions start at age 70 and a half. It's a little bit confusing there. You still can do QCDs even if you're not 72 yet. Another one is uh, sell some stock. There's no tax on 2021 capital gains for married couples filing jointly with a taxable income below $80,800. So if you have some stock to sell, uh, you might also sell stock decreased in value. So if you have some losses, you can offset those with taxable gains. It's called tax harvesting. But that's another way that you can... Uh, uh, Get some gains this year, offset them with losses. Uh, the last one here, and I, I have one bonus one. Give money to family and friends. You can give up to $15,000 to any person during your, the year without having to file a gift tax return. If you're married, both you and your spouse can give $15,000. You can give $30,000 to somebody. So uh, a lot of times, grandpa and grandma will do this, right? Sure. Or a lot of times you want to give money to your son and daughter-in-law if they're buying a home or doing something else. You say, okay, I can only give $15,000. No. Each of you can give $15,000 to one spouse. Each of you can give $15,000 to another. So you can give $60,000 a year. Really, to a couple, if you have a daughter and son-in-law, a son and daughter-in-law, yeah. that you want to give some money to. And they're going to really love you for they're that, too. They're going to love you for it, too, and give it to them while you're living. And <laughs> yeah. they don't, you don't want to disrupt or put your own retirement plan in jeopardy. But um, it, it will help the next generation a lot. The last one, this is kind of a bonus one that, that a lot of people don't think about. If you had a spouse die this year, one thing you could do is Roth conversions. You'll still be able to file a, 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 a joint return this year, even though your spouse died. So that's one thing that you get the uh, higher limits on uh, a filing, uh, married filing jointly, even though your spouse died. It's a difficult time emotionally for a lot of people to even consider that. Oh, I mean, uh, the death of any family member, the last thing you're thinking of are, are things like this, right? Yeah. Um, financial things that you need to, to do. So, uh, Jeff, there's a sense of urgency. Today's the 13th. We're weeks away from Thanksgiving, and yet we still have plenty of time to get these things done. There is time to get plenty of time. I'm not sure. There's time to get these. Well, done. we like to procrastinate, right? We just got through with the uh, open enrollment for our health benefits here at iHeart, and the last day was yesterday. Countless people scrambling in the last couple of days. But you talk about plenty of time. That's where we're talking about sense of urgency, Paul, because you don't have plenty of time. <laughs> there is a deadline. A lot of these things have to be done by the first or second week in December to make sure they do get done. Oh, okay. I was some, thinking first of the year. For, time for processing and things like that, too. Okay, so you, I stand corrected. There is indeed a sense of urgency. Absolutely. So go on to kowalway.com, schedule an appointment with us. If you have $750,000 or more retirement assets or close to already in retirement, and serious about taking care of some of these things yet this year, um, yeah, go online at thekowalway.com or call us at 262-522-4040 and schedule a, a meeting.
setting the stage for the rest of the show. When we come back from the break, we've got a few things. Aaron Kowald's boss segment, business owner savings and security. Aaron Spitzner, tell us what you've got today, a little tease. We're going to be looking at a, uh, speaking of end of the year planning, as we get into 2022, uh, people out there might be thinking about retirement in early parts of 2022. So we'll go through a retirement readiness checklist, just a couple key bullet points to uh, square up and see if you are on pace for retirement next year and what kind of things you should be looking at right now to get uh, better prepared for it. Good stuff coming your way. And we've got phone lines open. WIBM Madison, it's the retirement clinic. WISM Milwaukee. If you've got questions, the Accident Mortgage Talk and Text Line is 414-799-1130. On News Talk 1130, WISN with the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialist, Jeff Kowal and Aaron Spitzner. Ooh, somebody picked out good music today. Lincoln Park, yeah, I like this. You picked this up? Of course. I mean, not that I'm surprised. <laughs> Jeff, you've got very good taste in music. Well, I know. It's why it's some countries. Where'd you... I wanted Christmas music. I'm, I'm down. I love yeah. Christmas music. We'll talk about this on break. We'll be right back. <laughs> Stay tuned. The Retirement Clinic. We'll be right back. Watch it fly by as the pendulum swings. Watch it count down to the end of the day. The clock takes life away. It's so unreal. Didn't look out below. Watch... Welcome back to the Retirement Clinic on WISN. I'm Aaron Kowal with the Boss Minute, business owner's savings and security. It's about owning your retirement, not just your business. Selling small businesses is complex. In order to ensure you are fully prepared and ready to sell your business, you should do these eight things before you list and sell. Determine the fair market value of your business to ensure your asking price is within a justifiable range. Two, enlist ATM professionals to help you through the transaction. You'll need legal, tax, and business advice to ensure the sale goes as smoothly as possible. Three, consider the right deal structure. Traditionally, there are four types of deals. Cash up front, SBA financing, seller financing, or some type of earnout. This is where the help of a business broker comes in. They can help you determine the right structure. Four, make sure your financials are in order. You'll want to show revenue, cost of goods, payroll hours, operating expenses, and net profits. Five, get your documents in order. After you've accepted a buyer's offer, the buyer will request specific documents for due diligence. Your CPA or business broker can help you with a list of standard documents requested so you can be prepared before you sell. Six, if you've been commingling personal and business expenses, stop. Aside from legal concerns of mixing the two, it causes all sorts of problems for your business valuation. Seven, keep things confidential. Selling your business is not like selling your home. It should remain confidential throughout the entire process. And eight, get a proper offer in writing. This is much more than a letter of intent. You'll need a purchase agreement outlining the price, terms, due diligence period, documents, contingencies, and closing date, just to name a few points. Rely on your legal team to draft and review all documents. With these steps and the right team in place, you will help put your business in the best position to sell. If you need help with the sale of your business, give our office a call today at 262-522-4040 or visit thecowalway.com. Aaron Kowal with today's Boss Minute, Business Owners Savings and Security. Get the acronym there. Uh, it's about owning your retirement, not just your business. And Jeff, will just take 10 seconds to explain why we do this segment every week. Many business owners kind of forego their retirement plan, right? They they don't have a, a 401k. They don't have anything else. So 
they think their business is a retirement plan. Is that okay? That's okay at times, except we like the, the idea of diversification. A lot of, you know, the, a business owner typically knows his business better than anything else. So they're comfortable with that. And But a lot of times they rely on just that for their retirement. And in some cases it works. In some cases it would be good to have diversified and have retirement planning. And what Aaron talks about every week is also what are the other aspects of retirement, the legal part of it, the, uh, installing plans, the succession planning, everything else that goes in, into uh, planning for your retirement if you're a business owner. So uh, that's just to that segment to make sure that you uh, address all areas of planning as business owner and not rely solely on your business. The Kowalway.com, Jeff's website, K-O-W-A-L, the Kowalway.com. Also on there is the LinkedIn and Facebook and all the social media links. They're on that on that website homepage. Let's take a caller here. Then Aaron's got a topic to dive into. Aaron Spitzner and Jeff Kowal in studio. Chris and Hartland, good morning. Good morning. Hi, Chris. How are you doing? Good, thank you. What's up? I, um, I'm getting ready for retirement, and one of the things that's concerning me is our, what we see as inflation right now. I'm interested on your perspectives of inflation, but more importantly, what are you and your team doing to help compensate or protect uh, a client's investment portfolio from what we're seeing with inflation right now? Good question. Valid question. Uh, especially if you're close to retirement, you want to uh, be aware of that and how it relates to it. one of the things that we do is we've increased the, when we do long-term planning for our clients, we do a cash flow analysis. In that, we also put a bad timing scenario. So there are two things to this. We've increased the rate of inflation just to say that if we do have, if it's not just a transitory Transitional, transitional inflation. And if it indeed is more long term, we, we increase the inflation rate for our clients when we do a cash flow analysis. We don't want to do a miscalculation and have you having to go back to work at 75 because we underestimated uh, inflation. Um, uh, second thing is that we're also looking at uh, bad timing scenarios. So what happens if as soon as you retire, Chris, the market tanks like it did in 2008 and you have two consecutive years of bad markets? Well, we make sure that you have enough money available for that and we plan for that as well. In terms of our allocations, we'll use um, you know a, a way to offset that might be uh, Treasury Inflation Protected Securities. Uh, uh, in 2008 and 2009, um, there was supposed to be hyperinflation. It didn't happen. Those bonds didn't do particularly well. But also, anybody that's uh, delivering anything over the next six months is going to make a ton of money. The companies are going to make a ton of money with the inflated prices. So I don't think it's a bad idea to stay in the market as well. Aaron? Yeah, I would say... Uh Jeff and I were talking about this earlier, and I think you know one of the best ways to uh, protect your portfolio is to have stock exposure. The uh, um, stocks have been historically a good hedge against inflation. The caution there, though, is to make sure that you know how much risk you're taking in your portfolio. Just because we have inflation doesn't mean you want to go pedal to the metal. Um, I think there's nothing wrong with having a little bit more stock exposure and having it in the right places. Now, this is the biggest inflation spike we've seen in 30 years, Jeff, right? A lot of investors haven't experienced this yet. Younger investors. Yeah. Um, we had a false alarm in 2008 and 2009 when Art Laffer said that we were going to have hyperinflation because of uh, uh, President Obama's big uh, uh, spending spree. Uh, it didn't happen. We had low inflation for the last decade. So um, I don't think this is a false alarm this time, though. Doesn't appear that way. Chris, I hope that helps you. Is a good question. Thank you. 
Thank you uh, for the phone call. Okay, what we'll do is take more calls throughout the show. The retirement clinic, till the top of the hour, till 11 o'clock on WIVA and WISN, the Accident Mortgage Line to Call. And it's open, 799-1130. But Spitzner, you've got some stuff for us today. Yeah, and I thought this was a good topic for today, as I mentioned before the break. Uh, retirement readiness checklist as you get closer to year end, if you're thinking about retiring. Um still this year or even into 2022 uh some key things to look at to get you ready for it and this also uh, aligns well with a lot of the webinars and seminars uh, that we're doing um i put on those presentations we have one coming up here on on tuesday the 16th and then wednesday is our seminar in person in our mount pleasant or racine office uh, again that's the 17th tuesday the 16th is the webinar and in those uh or during those presentations, I talk a lot about 10 common questions that I'm asked uh, by clients on a daily basis uh, to prepare them for retirement. Uh, so what I thought I'd go through today is uh, just a couple of things to better prepare yourself as you are getting ready for retirement. Spitzner's top 10. Hey, I try to put together, I mean, the, the list is almost always changing, but you got to kind of rotate through these I bet these you topics. get this one a lot. Do I? Is this enough for me to retire? I'm sure you get that all the time. Here's my age. Here's my savings. Is this enough? And and one of the things that I'm going to address right now is it fits really well into that is um, assessing your in retirement income needs. So how much are you going to spend in retirement? Um, so you know, for somebody they may have five hundred thousand dollars. It could be enough for another person. They may they may have three million dollars, and it's not enough. Yeah. Uh, it depends on how much you're going to spend. So one of the first things you should really take a look at is uh, how much you're gonna be spending in retirement. Um, one of the common rules there is 80%, uh, 80% of what you were making prior to retirement is roughly how much you'd be spending in retirement. It's not always that way and it doesn't fit the same for everybody. But again, you'll need to replace about 80% of your working income. Um, what we find out here is that the uh, affluent retirees tend to spend much less than 80% of their working income on average. Affluent retirees yeah. spend less? Yeah, so some, yeah, because basically they're they're not going to need that full amount. Their taxes are going to go down. And typically those that, that are making a lot of money, that have saved a lot of money, they're not big spenders. It, it's kind of strange. Those that have built these... Uh, a, a great retirement portfolio aren't really spending that much in retirement. And you I, almost have to work with them to spend more of their money. I, I think this is a really good point. I remember growing up and I'd say to my parents, like as a kid, oh, that family, they're rich, they're wealthy, you know. Uh, and then my parents will say, that's because they're frugal. They don't spend anything. They save a lot. I've Jeff, we've talked about this before. That's why they have this amount of money. Yeah, they're not, they're not spendthrifts. They're not spending a lot of money. And we even talk about it now where we... You know, clipping coupons and things like that. Some of those old habits die hard. So, especially in this state, I think Wisconsinites we like our coupons, don't we? <laughs> Indeed, we do. we do. We like buying our lottery tickets. We're just, you know, I don't think being frugal is not a bad trait to have. No, I think that if you're raised with that, without with being cautious with with the money that you spend, that's a trait that goes with you throughout your lifetime. That's a better yeah. word, cautious. Yeah. Yeah, but before you really get to the spending, one we missed is is figuring out when you're going to retire, and that's often it seems like a no brainer for a lot of people, but it's it's a big struggle I find is, you know, maybe somebody who's going to retire early, they just keep working because they like it, and you know every time we sit down and meet, ah, you know maybe it'll be next year, maybe next year I'm going to retire, maybe it's the next year, and they keep pushing it off. 
And those other people that maybe are going to work till they're 70, maybe there's something that comes up with health, or maybe they're going to help out their mom or dad a little bit more, so they call it quits a little bit early. It's hard to pin down that exact date, but once you start to narrow it down, take a look at your expenses, and then from there, now we have to take a look at that in, those income sources in retirement. So, okay, we have a date. We have roughly how much we're going to be spending. Now, how are we going to satisfy those, uh, those spending or, or those needs? Um, how much of those needs will be supplied by sources other than your portfolio? Uh, for example, Social Security and or pension income. So, again, the next step in the process is to quantify how much income you'll receive from those sources and to consider how your decisions can enlarge or shrink those benefits. So for example, as we all know, delaying social security will enlarge your benefit and is often a good option for somebody who's, you know, maybe has, as Jeff would say, a history of long livers in the family. Um, for those, for those of you that, you know, mom and dad live to 100, you may want to delay social security a little bit longer. On the other hand, um, opting for the pension payout that doesn't just cover you uh, for your lifetime, but also provides a benefit for your spouse if you predecease him or her will reduce the payout that you receive. So these decisions are critical uh, because they're going to determine how much you have to take out of your portfolio. Again. You talk about long livers living longer. <laughs> it sounds funny. <laughs> I know. He's got a long liver? What do you mean by that? Um, there's something to that. Americans are living longer, much longer than ever. And every year that goes by, that number goes up. Yeah, and it's, uh, well, I think we had like one year here where life expectancy went down a little bit because of COVID. Because of COVID. Whatever that may, you know. Yeah, but not but, much. But it it's, changed it. it's still a lot a lot different than where it was when they first started Social Security benefits. You know, when that was supposed to be there in case you, you beat life expectancy. Well, back in the day, we were croaking off, Jeff, at what? Like average age, 45, 50. I'd be dead. That was a long time ago. When they, when they actually did Social Security, the life expectancy was uh, 65. So when they said that... Um, uh, you know, your Social Security starts at 65. You can take early retirement at 62. They figured, ha, we won't be paying anybody out. Well, now it's a strategy. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, yeah, so you look at that and you say, okay, your pension, Social Security. The next step would be um, if your Social Security and or pension will supply you with less income than you need for your basic expenses, uh, you may want to look at an annuity. Uh the appropriateness of the annuity to cover those basic expenses. Uh, just a caution here, annuities can be um, complicated and in some cases quite costly, uh, but they can be an option to cover those base you know, those basic needs in retirement. They're so, not for everybody. Over the years, we've talked about annuities a lot. Make sure you talk with, I, I think, somebody that like yeah. you that knows what they're doing. So, yeah, so you'll have, you know, you'll have your, your basic needs, um, your, your, your bills, your taxes, your if you have a mortgage, car payment, whatever it may be, covered by those income sources. And then you start to look at, okay, like how much do we need from our portfolio? How much can we withdraw from our portfolio to cover those other expenses above and beyond the basic needs? It's kind of your your fun money essentially. Um, and we've talked about it a lot, you know, in terms of safe withdrawal rates on the show. Um, how much can you take out of your portfolio and not put your retirement in jeopardy, those types of things. And the rule of thumb is always four percent. Four percent. Yeah. Tell me if I'm wrong. Is the goal to not eat away at that principle? Uh, it depends on you and your goals. You know, <laughs> some people will say that I want to leave money to my kids and pass money on. Other people, you know, my kids are well enough. You know, I put them through college. Yep. I've spent a lot of money on them. We want to have fun and enjoy our retirement because and- we're still making interest in retirement, right? We don't stop that. 
Correct. Yeah. So I mean, if you're if you're hypothetically making five six percent on your money and you're taking out four, well, your money's growing. Your uh, money's growing. Your and let, let's just pick a number: two million dollars. I've got two million dollars. I retire. Uh, so you're taking, for, yeah. Take four percent out. Five percent. Yeah. So if you're taking eighty thousand out a year from that portfolio, um, you know, in addition to that, you have social security. Um, maybe between you and your spouse, if you both worked, you could be bringing in sixty, seventy thousand for yeah. Social Security. So you're living a you know a pretty good life. Yeah, everybody's got a different. If you travel to Europe and you're accustomed to that lifestyle, maybe it's not enough. But for a guy like me, who just wants to cut his grass and play with his dog, that'd be plenty, right? <laughs> Depends on the lawnmower you want to buy. And, and all I am that Brett Favre. You're right, Dave. I'd be like Favre. I've had forty million, fifty million in the bank, and I just want to cut my grass. <laughs> Just leave me alone. <laughs> I mean, and then it well, then it turns into the next thing. Okay, so you have your portfolio, you're taking money out, and and how now? How do you structure that portfolio? Um, we're not going to get into too much detail here, but one of the the concepts that have been coming up more and more in conversation lately is maybe you take two two years or so, and, and you put that money in cash. Uh, maybe the eight years of needs that you're going to need from that portfolio, and you use more of a conservative allocation for that. Maybe it's bonds, maybe it's dividend type. Uh, investments, and then the rest of it you put in more of a diversified uh, stock portfolio. That way, if the market goes down, you have roughly 10 years of your money in more safe investments that you can pull from while while you allow things to recover in the market. I don't want to cut you short. We've got a break within a minute. Is there anything left on the list? And I got one other factor here. Most of us in retirement have the house. Most will have our houses paid off by then. I think that plays into it as well, right? Well, it reduces your expenses. It gives you more fun money. Um, and I would say the last thing is these things are complex. There's a lot of decisions uh, involved in it. And that's why it helps to have a plan in place and, and work with somebody who, who specializes in it so we can put together that cash flow. And if you have questions, things like that, um, our webinars, our seminars are, are a great place to to get these initial questions addressed. Yeah, you're the star of these webinars. It's a lot of fun. Uh, and the webinar, I make them real exciting. <laughs> I bet you do. Uh, the webinar is November 16th, but the in-person seminar is November 17th. Correct. Then you can go into the holidays, into Thanksgiving week, and be all feel comfortable yes. knowing that you had these questions addressed. Don't have to worry about yeah. it. Uh, Aaron Spitzner, good stuff today. Uh, we do have the sexy segment coming up with Jeff Kowal. It's about wealth management and preservation as the retirement clinic continues. Here in Milwaukee and WISN and WIBA Madison, I'm Paul Cronforce. Stick around. The sexy segment as we are back. Welcome back to the Retirement Clinic with the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialist, Jeff Kowal, your host. Aaron Spitzner is here as well. This segment, Jeff, is about wealth management, more importantly, Preservation, keeping that, that money. That's right. This is show us for everybody. This particular segment is for those with a million dollars or more. And a lot of times you think you don't have a million dollars, but if you have $500,000 in your retirement plan, if you have $500,000 in other investments, if you have a home worth $500,000, you're already at a million and a half. If you have life insurance, you have a million dollars of that, you're two and a half million. There are all kinds of things that the government looks at when you accumulate wealth, where it comes from. It's not just your retirement plan, your investments. It's also your homes and everything else, life insurance. And that, that I think we should just, 
that's how the government views you. That's right. Your life insurance, let's say it's five hundred thousand. Your home is five hundred thousand. That's a million dollars. That's right. But so a Paul, lot of people. I'm a genius, aren't I? You, that's wonderful, Paul. But um, <laughs> again, what this segment is for, uh, I'd be good at math. Go ahead, take the shot. No, I, that's all right. I open no, it. No, no, no. But what this segment is for is once you've accumulated some wealth, how do you preserve it, grow it, take income from it, and pass it on to your heirs? So that's what this is about. And um, again, we, we we talk about sense of urgency, and we talk about things you have to do before the end of the year, and we're coming up on that really quickly. Most people can't believe it's already November 13th. But this is a Ed Slot report. talks about year of death required minimum distributions. When an IRA owner taking required minimum distribution dies before removing his annual RMD, that year of death RMD or whatever portion remains must be withdrawn. Upon passing, the year of death RMD immediately becomes the responsibility of the beneficiary. So you have to take it out. And here's the key, Paul. And uh, if you don't take it out, it's subject to a 50%, 50 50% penalty. So you think, IRA owner's dead. We don't have to worry about that. Yes, you do. That that you have to take the RMD or else there's a 50% penalty if you don't take it out by December 31st. If there's more than one beneficiary, the year of death RMD may be split in the manner among the beneficiaries. There's no requirement to distribute it equally. As long as a proper amount is taken out sometime this year, the IRS doesn't care where it comes from. Um, if the RMD is erroneously paid to the deceased account owner, let's say that the trustee didn't get notification that the that the owner died, the RMD must be returned that the IRA owner passed away. The trustee didn't know that. It has to be returned and then properly distributed to the beneficiary. So you can't pay an RMD to somebody who passed away. Mm. That's a key. So it has to be returned. You say, well, I'll just spend the cash. And so, you know, you can't do that. And what if an IRA owner was planning to issue a QCD, Qualified Charitable Distribution, to remove the RMD amount from your income but died before they requested it? Can a beneficiary request a Qualified Charitable Distribution, a QCD, be completed in the name of the decedent with the year, within the year of death? No. Only the year of death RMD is a responsibility of the beneficiary cannot be paid to the decedent's estate. There is something about that. Now, if the person who's inheriting it is over 70 and a half, then they can't do it. But if it's a kid or somebody else that's inheriting it, and they're not over 70 and a half, they cannot do a QCD. So there's a lot of things involved with that. If you need help with this, um, again, call our office or go online at thecowallway.com and schedule something. But this is what trips up a lot of people. And again... If you don't take out the qual- the uh, the RMD in a year, uh, there's a fifty percent penalty five zero. So that, that the government doesn't treat that lightly. Half fifty percent. Yep. Gone. Yeah. So if there's a fifty, so if there's a a million dollar IRA as an example, and they didn't take their RMD, that's supposed to be let's say fifty thousand dollars. The penalty on that could be twenty five thousand dollars. That's outrageous. And all you have to do is take it out because you're going to have to take it out anyway and pay and pay the taxes on it. So then you have to take it out anyway, plus you've already paid the penalty, then you have to pay taxes on it. Oh my God, so that's like, like nothing. Now you got like zero 80, left. 80% of it will go. <laughs> so make sure you do it before so the end of the year. So don't screw up. Get that's it done a, by the end of the year. And that's one of those things when we talk about year-end planning that you really can't wait till the last minute for. Um, that's Good one point. of those things that we're working on all year round, and, and really it starts in September then to 
where we put a list together and we start focusing on on who has an RMD yet to be paid so we our clients don't miss that. And you don't want to wait till Christmas to, to take that money And out. you might need that reminder from your, your planner if you just kind of... And last year was a year we didn't have to do it. And right. now this year you have to do it. So there's, it. the rules are always changing. Yeah. Uh, so. And your point about not waiting till Christmas is a good point, too, because you think, I still have time... But the trust companies have to make sure, and the, you know, our office and the, the trust company has to make sure that they can get it out. And if they have everybody at the end of the year, they may not be able to guarantee that they'll get it out by the end of the year. Yeah, that's good stuff. Good, sexy segment today, Jeff. Uh, here in WISN every week on the Retirement Clinic, Jeff Kowal here, of course, your host. Jeff is the president of the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialist, Aaron Spitzner, here when we come back. You know, these seminars and webinars, I've been saying the date, November 16th and 17th that seems so far away that's this tuesday and wednesday we'll talk more about it and how to get involved check out the kowalway.com in the meantime we'll be right back Lincoln Park bringing us back. The Retirement Clinic. We continue. You know, Aaron Spitzner, Jeff Kowal are both here. And we mentioned these webinars, seminars, Aaron. It seems so far away, November 16th and 17th. And then on the commercial break, we realized it was actually this week, Tuesday and Wednesday. Yeah, it's... uh <laughs> It sounds, uh, November is one of those months that just flies by. So when you think of the 17th and, and the 19th, or is it 17th and 18th here? It's the 16th and the 17th. Oh, I got them all wrong. See? See, I got them right in front of me. So yeah, Tuesday the 16th and then Wednesday the 17th is the uh, in-person seminar. Um, yeah, Where see- is that held, Aaron? So we have them at our office in the Mount Pleasant area. So again, the office right off of Highway 20. Um, you can find the address on our website, thecoalway.com. That's where you can register as well. That's uh, 13249 Washington Avenue. So again, right when you get off the expressway, um, you basically head east about a mile, and we're on the right side. And thecoalway.com is how you can register. You can call the office as well anytime, 262 262- Five two two forty forty. Very informative show, Jeff. Good stuff today. As That's we right. wrap it up. Yep. And if you're consolidating, if you have assets scattered all over, and you're worried about your RMDs, and that you make sure you grab them from all the different places you have. That's one of the big reasons why people come to us, that they have assets scattered all over at brokerage accounts and insurance companies and uh, IRAs and 401ks, and they want to consolidate. So that's one of the biggest reasons why people come to us. We help with that. Uh, The other one is do-it-yourselfers. They're tired of doing it themselves. We had a caller earlier that asked about inflation. What do you do in the case of inflation? Do you panic? Do you crawl under a rock and you bail on stocks, or do you add to it? Well, those are types of things that we can help our clients with. And if you're tired, if you do it yourself, or tired of doing it yourself, or if you're the one that's responsible for the investment planning and retirement planning and your spouse is not that involved in this, this is a good time to see us because if something happens to you, you know, we make sure that, we, that the spouse is taken care of, um, and especially if they're not the ones that are always making the decisions on that. For the do-it-yourself, a lot of times the other spouse isn't that uh, involved in it. So come on and see but us. But they should be involved, Jeff, right? Over the years you've stressed... Okay, one person in the household may be the money person. I'm in charge of the retirement stuff and all that. And I'm working with the Kowal Investment Group. 
it would behoove them to both show up at meetings just well, so they're aware. Yeah, and we're talking about dreams and plans and things like that. It's not just about the dollars and cents of the of the investment accounts that are in retirement accounts that they have. It's about what they're trying to accomplish uh, for their families, for their wealth, uh, legacy, other things like that. It's not just about the dollars and cents of the money. It's about dreams, big dreams, small dreams, dreams for the kids, grandkids, what you're trying to accomplish. And you mentioned do-it-yourselfers. Aaron, I got it as we wrap up today's show. You can do things yourself. You may not be getting the best returns, though. You just don't know. Maybe you can be doing better. Maybe you're really good at it, and you you think you're doing good, and then you find out, well, I could have been doing better. Yeah, and for some people, um, like Jeff said, you just get exhausted of doing it yourself. You maybe you you don't want to. Uh, you've done a good job accumulating assets, growing those assets by yourself, and now you get to retirement. You you don't want to focus on what's going on in the markets. Uh, what changes should I be making? You just want to enjoy yourself, um, spending more time with friends and family, grandkids, whatever it may be, and just. Starting to draw income from that portfolio. Putting up Christmas decorations. That's right. All I that think that's stuff. in your weekend plans, right? A lot of it's already done. <laughs> He's got it done that's already. Amazing. I could even pull the bins out. Last weekend was the perfect weekend to put up Christmas lights it was. on your house. And, uh, that's the best advice yeah, be- I mean, before your fingertips are frozen. doesn't mean you have to turn them on. You know, if you just get them on there on a on a nice sixty five degree day, and now you just you can now flip you the switch anytime <laughs> yeah. you want. So yeah. when is your when is your drop dead flip the switch date after Thanksgiving? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I think I don't know if I control that one. Maybe the kids do. Um, as we wrap up the show, Jeff, give out your phone number, website, and I'm noticing on your website you've got lots of blogs like you're in tax planning moves. That's right. To go to our website, thekowalway.com, K-O-W-A-L, thekowalway.com. Um, if, again, if you're close to our radio and retirement, serious about your retirement planning, or you want to find out if you're doing the right things, especially as you approach the end of the year, important things you have to do, lower tax brackets this year, most likely they're going to go up, other things you should be doing. Give our office a call at 262-522-4040. That's for uh, Milwaukee, Waukesha area, also for Madison, WIBA listeners. Give our office a call at 262-522-4040 or thekowalway.com. And remember, the webinar this Tuesday, November 16th, in-person seminar is Wednesday, November 17th. Sign up, thekowalway.com. We'll see you next week on WISN and WIBA.